0: happy Friday welcome guys my name is DK we got an eight game slate to talk about in this video if this is your first time watching I cover content for daily fantasy sports as well as for player prop sites the sponsor of this video that would be parlay play not familiar with parlay play it is a player pop site you are building out slips of props uh, all the different sports that they offer are up top you can win up to 155 x your money so if you guys do want to give it a try you can use the code DKDFS or the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. If you do click that link and deposit it does help support the channel. And if you guys look for more content, as always, you can check out my Patreon link down below for DFS or for prop stuff. Been a little bit of a heater lately for DFS and that continued tonight. Uh, once again, cashed, but this one, look at this man. Look at this, right? Going into the late game. I avoided the, the early blowouts. I full-stacked Dallas with Brunson, right? All I need, average game from Anthony Davis. An average game from him, right? And I'm a millionaire. Millionaire if I get an average game from Anthony Davis. 25, Brady. Two, five. You mean to tell me that you think that runs worse? Right? Incredible stuff. But still doubled up. Just an average game from AD. So, so tilting. Uh, Props, we full swept the board. Hit both our YouTube plays. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, under 10.5 rebounds plus assist. Garrett Allen, over 14.5 rebounds plus assist. And then the two Patreon plays we hit with ease. Kyrie, over 6.5 assist. Devin Booker, over 41 fantasy score. Great day overall. Um, One thing I did want to mention... Uh, so let's go over a comment that I saw in the last video. And I guess this is going to be like a little, little motivational talk. Well, something different here. So let's read this comment from Trey. Good video for beginners, but unless you're watching for his boast or tilts, there isn't much here in the way of stats, chances, or DFS help. He makes a video about how his previous day went, then states the obvious for the next day. Let's, let's kind of dissect that little comment before we get into uh, before we get into the breakdown. So, number one, this is a slate starter video. I'm making this video the night before. Guys, a head start the next day. This is not a video that you're gonna wanna watch 20 minutes before lock when you're making your lineups, obviously. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, I offer a ton more content over on Patreon. I'll say this. If you really wanna be a better DFS player, Sign up. I can guarantee you will be a better daily fantasy sports player if you sign up for the Patreon. I've heard a ton of different stuff. We go roster construction videos for the main slate, showdown slate. We have a player pool uh, with if-then statements for all the injuries. And then we recap everything in the live stream. Go through ownership. We go through guys overowned, underowned, what the optimal build is. Guys I think uh, are going overlooked. All that stuff. So, yeah, a comment like that, of course it's going to get under my skin a little bit. Um, you know, how did I get to the point where I'm at in my in DFS? Did I, I just randomly became good? No, I worked my ass off to get to the point where I was. When I first started DFS, no, I wasn't the best player. What did I do? I went and studied what the best DFS players were doing every single night. I went in and looked at their lineups. I went to see how, I wanted to see how they played. I did that for years to become a better DFS player, right? So, if you're serious about becoming a better DFS player, you have to put the work in. Now, well, a couple other things, right? So he mentioned it's just for beginners, okay. Calvin, Patreon member. Last night, he won over $46,000. He's a great guy and you know what? He puts the work in. He did exactly what I recommended to become a better DFS player. He goes and grinds and he goes and reviews all the top players play each night. And he deserved this win. He won $46,000. This is just from the last two days from Patreon members. Kristen, $80 into $1,400. Prance, $15 into $600, $5 into $200. Massive day, right? How about this from just a couple weeks ago? Frank won, what, $160,000, fellow Patreon member? They're just beginners, right? This is all just for beginners, this content. And you can say the same about my YouTube channel, right? How did I get to the point where I'm at? Did I just randomly get all these subscribers? No. For two years, you guys followed me from the beginning, I did everything for free. Grinded videos, grinded live streams, answering questions on Twitter every single day. Then, when I decided to do my Patreon, I was working a full-time job still. I worked 18 to 20-hour days because I wanted this so bad. So... Yeah, of course, a comment like that's going to get under my skin, right? Um, I think it's just uh, a loser mentality. You no, know, you're you're losing a DFS and you're just going to leave snarky comments in people's posts. Oh, oh, this is just for beginners. So if you want to become a serious, better DFS player, sign up below. There's, there's a little motivation for you. All right, let's talk about this eight game slate. Uh, Pacers and Hawks first game. Now, obviously, this is a game that uh, has a super high total. What's the exact total here? Um, Remember, though, guys, just for beginners, this content. 252.5 over-under, right? So without Tyrese Halliburton, you're going to get McConnell and Nemhard splitting the point guard position. Nemhard was a massive chalk bust last night. 26 minutes, shot one of eight, only 13 fancy points. McDonald came off the bench, played 22 minutes, had a much better game. Obviously, I've interested in both the guards. I think I'm going to prefer whoever starts. So, if it's Namhard again, I think you've got to give the edge to him. I don't think you can expect him to shoot one of eight again. Miles Turner obviously gets a usage bump without Halliburton. He played 31 minutes, had a decent game. He looks good in an up tempo game. And these wings all look foul. They're going to look better if Jalen Smith is out. Um, Jalen Smith is currently questionable. But yeah, guys like you know, Matherin and Bruce Brown and Heald and Naismith and Toppett, their minutes are all way more secure if Jalen Smith does not play. Like, Obi Toppin started last game, played 28 minutes, right? So, like, every, we know the Pacers, they ride the hot hand with the wings. But if you take out one guy from the rotation, uh, it's going to solidify the minutes for those wings. So, everyone would look better if Jalen Smith is out. If Jalen Smith is in, these guys are still in play. Just a little riskier, right? No guarantee the minutes. we we'll talk through Atlanta. So, we got Clint Capella, who is probable. And Trey Young is also probable. Um... I mean, there's a lot to like here from from the uh, Hawks, in my opinion. Sub 10K Trey going up against the Pacers. Yeah, sign me up for that. jean Murray, 7.2K. Um, you know, he should play I 30s minutes. He looks underpriced. Uh, Jalen Johnson, he played uh, a little backup five last game uh, with uh, Capella out. But either way, he's going to play big minutes. I think he looks really good. McDonavich and Bay are solid plays. And Capella and Okongu are going to split the center position. So. Uh, yeah, a lot to like here for Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, remember, this breakdown, right? Just stating the obvious here. Just stating the obvious in this video. It's for beginners. Only watch this if you're a beginner, right? Only. Sacramento and Philly. So Kevin Herter is questionable. That's somewhat significant. If he's out, I would assume you get Duarte starting at 3.9K. And then probably... A minutes bump for, for those other wings. I think a little more run for a guy like Trey Lyles as well. As far as the top-end guys go, well, you got Sabonis uh, going up against not Joel Embiid. So we don't have to worry about foul trouble really for Sabonis. Uh, I mean, he was on pace to break the slate last game. Massive blowout. But yeah, Sabonis looks good. Fox at 9.1k. Obviously has a ceiling. I do think I slightly prefer Sabonis to Fox. Akeek and Murray's been playing really well of late too. His, his minutes all been way more secure. I think he's firmly in play in the mid-range. Uh, Malik Monk at 6.2k uh minutes have been a bit better of late for him as well. I think if Kevin Herter's out, his minutes will be a bit more secure. He has a pretty high ceiling. Barnes is reasonable. I feel a little bit better about his minutes of Herter's out. Um, we mentioned Trey Lyles at three seven, right? Um I would also feel a little bit better about him if Kevin Herter does not play. Let's talk about Philadelphia. So uh was all over Maxi last late. That worked out in a big way. I preferred him to Rogier um at, you know, as far as like the the high high own guys went. Yeah, still like Tyrese Max here. I mean, listen, he's going to play huge minutes in a competitive game. Up-tempo matchup. I think he looks really good here. Tobias Harris at 7.2K at a really solid game. He should play mid-30s minutes. A nice eligibility there. Melton, his first game back, only put 21 minutes. I want to keep an eye on this, see if there's any sort of news, if he's still on a limit or whatnot. We never really got news in that last late either. If they're going to continue to limit Melton, then I think Ubre is playable at 6-3 with the eligibility. Played 32 minutes last game. Paul Reed, 5.5k started, but only played 19 minutes. They also did play small because you didn't get the full 48 for Reed. Bamba. Bamba did play 14 minutes and have a really good game, but they played some small ball with Batum and Morris. 4K for Marcus Morris. I think is an okay value play. Nick Batum of 4.1K uh, played big minutes. Like I said, if they're going to go small ball, these guys do look a lot better. And then Patrick Beverly, 3.8K. He'll be in the rotation. That's been a little bit up and down. Like he only played 13 minutes last game, uh, which was a little bit surprising. Houston and Detroit. No Eason, no Dylan Brooks. Um, So Shingoon, 8.4. Van Fleet, 7.9. Okay, this is a great spot for both, obviously. Uh, Yeah, really like the ceiling here on Shingoon. I think he's underpriced. Van Fleet had a huge game last game. Again, they're both going to play big minutes, but Van Fleet's going to play like 40 minutes a night. Jabari Smith, can't wait to lose some money on him. Uh, Every time I play him or take overs on props, he does this. If I fade him, then he does this. Incredible, man. But he played 47 minutes last game. Again, without Eason, his minutes are way up. Um, I would expect, you know, I think you can project him from mid to high 30s minutes. And in this matchup, I think he's going to stand out as a pretty decent play. So again, can't wait to lose more money with him. Jalen Green, indifferent on him. Uh, Sean Tate continues to start, continues to be disappointing. Only put 18 minutes last game. Uh, some of these bench guys, I mean, Cam not more than 33 minutes last game. That is something to note. Uh, not sure if that happens again, but he's been playing relatively well off the bench. And we know he's going to chuck when he's out there. Rest of Houston and eh, Ben Thompson... Green holiday yeah. now for Detroit. Still no Cade. Uh, Boyan is probable, and Isaiah Stewart is probable. So with Stewart back, that does make things a little more difficult. I would assume he starts for Livers, and they go A's, Ivy, Boyan, Stewart, and Duran. Um, we'll we'll keep eyeing the news for Stewart. See if he's on a limit. He's been out for a bit, but I mean the main Pistons. I'm gonna have Anderson again. It's not really the best matchup, but. They're playing big minutes if the game stays competitive. So like Durant, I have interested in for tournaments. I think Ivy would once again be my preferred option. I played him at low ownership last night. That worked out. Killian Hayes, I mean, it's such a painful roster, but he should play 30 plus minutes if the game stays competitive. Bojan will get a ton of shots up. I think he's firmly in play for tournaments. Uh, Stewart, if he's not on a limit, is viable. Even if he's Detroit gets destroyed, then you can maybe look to a guy like Marcus Sasser. The price is up on Berks to a point where I don't know if I can get to him. All right, Clippers and Grizzlies. So a fully healthy Clippers team. They're always kind of tough to prioritize. Harden, George, and um, why are all viable? Zubach, I will mention, his minutes have ticked up in competitive games. Um, he's been playing around 30 minutes in competitive games. I do think he's interesting. Uh, I do like him. I think he's my favorite Clipper. Westbrook feels a little pricey. Powell and Man, a more secondary place for me. That's about it on the Memphis side. So this is where things get interesting. No Marcus Smart, no Aldama, no Derrick Rose, no Ja, obviously, sadly, out for the season. Um, Biumbo got released. I got to see who exactly is going to be available tomorrow for Memphis with some of these end-of-the-bench guys. But, I mean, Bain and Triple J are going to run this offense, right? 9.1 for Bain, 8K for Jaron Jackson. Both these guys have a pretty high ceiling. Uh, there is, you know, some blowout risk is really bad, and the Clippers are actually pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, those two obviously have a pretty high ceiling. Vince Williams should start. He should play big minutes. I think he's pretty safe. assuming Xavier Tillman's going to start at the five. I mean, they don't really have any other bigs. I think Xavier Tillman looks good, assuming he starts. He took a good minutes for Luke Kennard and Zaire Williams. Kennard has a ceiling. He's making his shots. Zaire Williams, nice eligibility. He's a guy that also the could play if the game blows out, depending on what they do with the starting lineup. Conchar, 4K, I think he's going to have to play good rotation minutes. He looks good. David Roddy played some good minutes last game. There's just a lot to like here for Memphis because they're so short-handed. Um, and then, like, as far as the backup big goes, I mean, they might just play some Darren Jackson as the backup five. I mean, maybe you see some uh, Jake Laravia. Uh, but like I said, I want to see who exactly is available. Starting lineup, I mean, my guess is they go something like Bain, Canard, Bain, Canard, Vince Williams, Darren Tillman, maybe? Or Bain at the point. I don't know, but uh, you're definitely going to want some interest in Memphis, uh, Charlotte and San Antonio. So no Gordon, no Mark Williams. PJ is doubtful. Um, Cody Martin is questionable. So uh, the big news obviously is, is Lomelo. If Lamelo plays, then there's not a ton that I love here um, because I'd assume Lamelo will be on some sort of a limit and then it could be kind of tough to get to the other guys. So if Lamelo's is out, then yes, we can consider Rozier and Bridgers. They're going to run the offense. Um, if they can keep it competitive, Nick Richards, I should play big minutes at the five, and the QB would be decent. Uh, and then yeah, Cody Martin will keep an eye on his status as well. If he misses more minutes for guys like, you know, Thor, McAllens, Nick Smith Jr. Keep an eye on those two p- pieces of news for San Antonio. Zach Collins still out. I mean, Wenbayama's in a smash spot. He has just been crushing in limited minutes. Look at this: 26 minutes, 50 fantasy points. 25 minutes, 54 fantasy points. 21 minutes, 50 and a half fantasy points. I mean, you got to have interest in him. I just wish they would play him more. Uh, the rest is Antonio Vassell, Caledon both reasonable plays. you got Trey Jones, 6.2K. He's been starting the point. He should play 30-plus minutes. I think he's a relatively safe option. Jeremy Sohan should play, you know, high 20s minutes. Another relatively safe option, a good matchup. I don't really think i get to anyone else, though, on the Spurs. Golden State and Chicago, so no Chris Paul, no Draymond, no Moody, no Gary Payton. Um, I assume they go that same starting lineup. I guess, I mean, depending on, they've been switching up the big with like Looney and Jackson Davis and Sarich, but should get Steph, should get Klay, should get Kaminga, um, and then probably want to put Jemsey slash Wiggins and then one of the big guess. Steph Curry, 9K. I mean, I, I think he's in play for tournaments. Obviously, this Golden State team has been struggling, but he is a guy that can go for 50 plus anytime he touches the court. Like Thompson, 6.1K. You know what I'm going to say about him? You know, ceilings there floor been pretty low on him this season, though. Pochemski, we'll keep it on the starting lineup, but like he should play around 30 minutes. He's a guy from stuff stat sheet. I think he looks decent. Kaminga, 5.6K. I mean, assuming he continues to start, I think he should play high 20s to low 30s minutes. The big rotation again was, is where it gets tricky. So to go the hot hand of Jackson Davis, Sarge, and Looney. Wiggins' minutes have not been great, but um he's really bad of late, but he is relatively cheap. So I think you gotta at least consider him. You're probably going to see some Corey Joseph yuck in the rotation, especially with Moody out. I mean, it's not exciting, but he's 3.2K, so I, I guess you consider better him. But for Chicago, they're basically fully healthy, um, but the price points are not bad in these guys. 7-4 for Levine, 7-4 for Kobe, 7-3 for Vooch, 7-1 for DeRozan. And it's like, yeah, we got to consider these guys. Levine had a huge game in overtime last game. Kobe White, he's just playing huge minutes no matter what. and He's been dominating even with everyone healthy. Vooch played big minutes last game. Um, DeRozan is 7-1. Like, Bulls. I, I kind of wish they were priced up because I don't really want to play them, but I think they're all underpriced. Levine, Kobe White, Vooch, DeRozan. The issue here is picking between these guys, but might be Kobe White is your best option. That's so weird to say. But Kobe's been playing really well. Um, don't know if we can get to Drummond at 5-5. His minutes ticked way down. Um don't know if I can mess with the value either. Couple games left: for Orlando and Miami. Franz Wagner out. Juan Carter Jr. is questionable. If Juan Carter Jr. is out, you should get Goga and Mo Wagner splitting the center position. Juan Carter Jr. is in, that I'm probably going to stay away from both bigs. Um, as far as the rest of Orlando goes, well, paolo has been playing huge minutes in competitive games. Last game was a blowout. Uh, not really the best spot for him, but clearly a ceiling. Uh, Jalen Suggs price point Ian doesn't really stand out. Cole Anthony's price point doesn't really stand out we will get Okiki most likely in the starting lineup. If he continues to start, he's fine, but he's been pretty disappointing. I don't think I can stomach, like, Caleb Houston. It's a pretty gross team right now. Uh, but yeah, if you think they can keep it competitive, then you've got to have some interest in a guy like Paulo. Miami, hero questionable. Jimmy, doubtful. Martin, questionable. Lowry, doubtful. Uh, Miami has him running a pretty tight rotation of late. We'll keep an eye on the hero news. That's big. Um, if hero's out, then obviously usage bump to everyone, and then Bam would be the number one guy on offense. Bam would look really good. Um, so this this seems a little bit tough to talk about right now, but um yeah, again, guys like Haquez Duncan, Jovich, J Rich, Highsmith all look way better if heroes out. Uh and again, they've been running like an eight-man rotation last couple. Kevin Love, he's been playing some backup five, he's been playing some alongside Bam too. So maybe a bit hard to talk about, but again, keep an eye on that news. And the final game, Portland and Minnesota. So talk about this Portland. I mean, they are awful. A lot of ball rest in this game. Don't think we see Aiden uh We'll keep it on the news for Brogdon. Walker sat again. This is Brownstall. Shane Sharp got injured. I'm like, he'll play tomorrow. Listen, if you think they can keep it competitive, you want to look to guys like Simons and Grant and Scoot, Guap Reith, those guys. If you think Portland gets absolutely destroyed, then you can look to maybe like a Tumari Kamara or Ibu Baji. Those are two guys that will be in the regular rotation. And if the game blows out, they also have closed back-to-back games that have blown out. Ibu Baji and, Tum- and uh, Kamara. Really gross team. A lot of ball risk, but definitely a ceiling with the main guys. I mean, if you look at the first effortation for the game tonight for Portland, they play their main guys big minutes. It's just a matter of can they keep it competitive on the road in Minnesota. On the Minnesota side, you got Rudy Gobert questionable. That's pretty significant news. If he's out, it's going to open up a lot. Obviously, Carlton Towns look way better. He was someone I was super high on last night because when he plays the five, he's just a completely different player. You also got slow-mo in the starting lineup. He would look way better, and he got more minutes for Nas Reed. So, this team would look a lot better if Gobert is out, but there's a lot of ball at risk as well. Um, so I like all the main guys. Again, if Gobert is out, it's Cat it's the benefits. It's Nas Reed the benefits. It's uh, Slow Mo the benefits. You have Conley back, so I don't think we can get to like NAW. Um, but we'll keep an eye on the Gobert news. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. Hopefully, all you beginners uh, that are watching this enjoyed. Um, if you do, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we'll see you guys all in the next one.